there, I'm Simone Seoul. I'm the Korean mom you never knew you needed, and I whisper encouragement and slap down the unnecessary bullshit that keeps you frozen and disenchanted. Let's do this. Hello, my friends. Let's talk about debunking what is known as the scarcity mindset. This has been on my mind a little bit, and I started thinking about this more especially recently because I would just be having so many conversations. I would be hearing people have so many conversations about people and their financial circumstances and people thinking they need to quote unquote fix their scarcity mindset. And, you know, I hear them talk about their financial circumstances and all the scenarios in which they experience this so-called scarcity mindset. And I'd be listening and I'd be like, wait a minute, this isn't a scarcity mindset you have. You don't feel this way because of your mindset. This is a scarce objective circumstance that you're reacting to in a completely normal and healthy way. And it just got me thinking so much more about how much of what we call a scarcity mindset is actually complete gaslighting in a reality that actually includes a ton of scarcity and unequally distributed resources in it. And those who are most likely to think that they have a scarcity mindset problem are the ones who are on the wrong end of the capitalism landscape, right? And so when so many people say, oh, I have this scarcity mindset, I have to fix my scarcity mindset, what I'm thinking is, no, you're living in a scarce reality. Now, my personal opinions about this is not all I have to go by, by the way. I'm about to tell you about a study that I learned about that blew my mind. Okay. I encourage you to all go and read this article, and I'm going to add a link to it in the show notes. And the article is called The Cognitive Burden of Poverty, and it's featured on a website called The Behavioral Scientist. And I'm about to read y'all some excerpts that are going to, again, blow your mind and invalidate the idea of a scarcity mindset for you, or at least give you a lot more of a nuanced take on this, right? So in this article... The article that I mentioned, they're actually quoting and describing a different scholarly article on an academic journal, a research paper that was published in the journal Science, which is a very prestigious journal where, okay, I'm going to read you the excerpt, right? The the article suggests that poverty and the ever-present concerns that come with it places an undue burden on an individual's limited mental resources. Compared with those who are free from poverty, this burden leaves those in poverty with fewer cognitive resources with which to make choices and take action. The authors say the poor are less capable, not because of their inherent traits, but because of the very context of poverty that imposes load and impedes capacity. Now, what's important to note here is that according to these experts, their explanation of poverty is not limited, their definition of poverty is not limited to sort of traditional population definitions that are defined by a certain income level or ability to access basic human needs. But they define poverty more broadly as a gap between one's needs and the resources available to fulfill them. So just stop and think about that for a minute. Poverty is a gap between one's needs and the resources available to fulfill them. That's why, let's say, you live in a rural, traditional village in some part of Asia, let's say, right? Total random example. But these actually exist. So a rural, traditional village that adheres to a much 
more older, ancient way of life, where there is a robust familial and community infrastructure to take care of a lot of you know, people's needs. And there's like sustainable farming and sustainable ways of feeding people and taking care of people. So someone in a village like this could theoretically be less poor than someone, let's say, who lives in the United States. And on paper, because of where they live, their yearly income could be like 20, 30, 50 times that of the villager. But that person in the US, depending on where they, where they live, depending on their situation, they could have zero community to lean on. They could be living in a dangerous neighborhood, have zero health care, is working three jobs just to be able to pay rent, and they can't, you know, afford health care. Someone living that kind of life in the U.S. could experience a higher gap between their needs and the resources available to meet them. So in a way, that person could be poorer than, let's say, that villager who only earns, let's say, $2,000 a year, right? According to like objective measures. And I'm sorry, my child is screaming in a different room. If you can't hear him, I'm sorry, <laughs> but there's nothing I can do about it. So that could also mean that you could have the same socioeconomic status in a certain community. And depending on the time of year, depending on the time of life, where you are, where there could be a greater gap between your needs and your ability to meet these needs. So let me tell you about what these researchers did. They did these two tests, one with the suburban New Jersey mall goers, and second test they did with sugarcane farmers in India. So the test participants, they were asked to think through some hypothetical scenarios that involve personal finance. And the researchers made them think about some easy scenarios involving personal finance and some difficult scenarios. And then after that, they were given IQ tests. Well, not like, I don't know if it's like exactly IQ tests, but basically tests of cognitive ability and cognitive function. And after being presented with these hypothetical scenarios about personal finance, these like problem-solving challenges around money, they took these tests of cognitive function. There were two kinds of cognitive function tests, and one was an easier version and one was a harder version. And it turned out that both the richer and the poorer participants had pretty much the same scores on the easier cognitive test, and the richer performed significantly better on the harder test, and the poorer performed significantly worse. Now, so from this first test, they acknowledged, they established rather that your personal finances affect your cognitive function. Now, to prove the second hypothesis of the study, they went to India and they did a study on sugarcane farmers in India. And so what I've learned is that these sugarcane farmers are paid for their crop once a year. So they get paid once a year and they have spending consistently throughout the year. And because, you know, it's hard to like average out your spending to make sure that it's covered by your once a year income. These farmers experience periods of wealth post harvest and periods of poverty pre harvest as measured by like the amount of money they've had to borrow and the kind of items that they pawned off in these periods, right? And they would use these different contexts to determine how the farmer's cognitive function changes. And here's the thing during the pre harvest, when they were experiencing poverty, the same farmers performed worse on the cognitive tests than post-harvest. And here is the kicker, the crazy thing across both these studies in New Jersey and in India, the magnitude of the drop of their IQ, their cognitive function, 
test scores was akin to losing a full night's sleep. I'm talking about a 13-point drop in IQ for those who felt the pressure of poverty or in periods of their lives where they were feeling the pressure of poverty. So this means those of us who are constantly dealing with the financial burden of poverty, the reality of scarce financial resources that people constantly have to fucking problems all around, it makes them be able to think and to process information and make decisions at about the level that we would all be after losing a full night of fucking sleep. What? Just think about that for a second. And now add to that. Even if you're materially okay now, let's say you have had a lifetime or generations of lifetimes of trauma caused by poverty. Like, to me, this is such, to call this a scarcity mindset, like if you were to just have some different beliefs and think differently, then you would be rich. Like that is unforgivable to me. And hey, I used to believe in such a thing as a scarcity mindset. It used to be part of my teaching and coaching. And I don't do that shit anymore because I realized that was fucked up. And you know, of course, there's such a thing as mindset, how you use your mind, how you think, how you process your emotions, how you make decisions, how you look at the world, how you think about yourself, how you shape your internal dialogue, all these things that are shaped by the way you use your mind. All of this is obviously important, and I believe in it very strongly. The value of being able to use your mind intentionally and consciously, and I believe you can absolutely be more skillful around this in a way that will give you more of what you want in life. Like, hello, I'm a life coach. I train coaches. Everything I ever do is based on this idea that you can use your mind in an intentional way so that you can have a better life. You don't have to live with the default factory setting of your brain, nor do you have to live just like, you know, accept and live with the programming that's been done by social expectations, you know, whatever the wider culture has programmed you with, like that's not all you have to live with. You can think independently. You can learn how to use your brain and nervous system intentionally to create a better reality for yourself. 100%. I'm all in. This is my entire career. This is my entire life, right? At the same time, consider the reality that not everyone has the same cognitive bandwidth. That is what this research is pointing to. Mindset is obviously very, very powerful, and not everyone has equal access to be able to change their mindset to make their lives better. Some people are using up all of their cognitive and emotional energy to just survive, to avoid horrible things happening to their themselves and their loved ones, and they are left with a lack of the energy that could go towards creative thinking, problem-solving, and long-term planning. So I just want you to know that while mindset is absolutely a thing that's important and worth working with, this whole idea of a scarcity mindset in a way where it's used to place the bigger burden of mindset on people who have those problems in the first place because of real economic burdens, like that is what I call gaslighting. And even if you're not actually poor now, right? Because a lot of people, the way they use this idea of scarcity mindset is like, hey, I'm not poor. I actually have plenty. I have everything I need, but I still experience fear. Uh, I still experience constriction around spending and receiving money. So I feel like I really have a scarcity mindset. And you, yeah, that could be true. Hey, I experience that sometimes and I have plenty. So my question for you then is, have you always had everything you needed? Have your parents always had everything they needed? 
Think about generational stuff. Like whatever your ancestors experienced, it lives in your DNA for seven generations. Like, or is it eight generations? Either seven or eight. That's been proven in studies too. Epi- epigenetics. There's so much gaslighting of ourselves and each other happening. Scarcity is a circumstance that measurably, scientifically reduces cognitive function. And if we wanted more people to have an abundance mindset, if we wanted to heal everybody's scarcity mindset, you know what we should do? We should create a more economically equitable society and reduce the undue burden of cognitive function on more people so that more people will find it easier to change their mindset. It's so crazy. So please think about the next time somebody tells you to just work on your mindset and get over your scarcity mindset. If we lived in a society where one section of the population isn't constantly being faced with an undue cognitive load just to stay alive and be able to provide for their families and stay safe, and their nervous system have to be in survival mode all the time, the study said, remember, it's like losing a full night's sleep. If you told me when I haven't slept for a night that I should have a better mindset, I'd probably punch you in the face. (laughs) How, you know, I'd be like, fuck you. I need sleep. I need to like feel like I have all my brain with me. How can we shove mindset in the faces of people who are experiencing this? So please, my ask of you is to spread this news far and wide. Like talk about the study, tell your friends. And if you're like, Simone, I already knew this. You're late to the party. You know, you're right. I'm learning all the time. And as soon as I learn something, I have to tell people who don't know. So tell everybody, you know, if you didn't already know that scarcity mindset is like a super gaslighting concept. And at best, it's an idea of very limited usefulness in a world where there is staggering economic inequality and vast quantities of poverty. So let us all acknowledge what's really happening and work to equalize not just the economic playing field, but also the cognitive playing field for everyone. We have to step up. We have to do what we can to make sure that more people have more opportunity to change their minds and change their reality. All right, that's it for me this week. Talk to you next week. Hey, if you're looking for a one-stop shop where you can find the best of my teaching, all organized into a beautiful and actionable sequence, guess what? I got you. I took the best of my podcast episodes and created a whole damn workbook around them. It's called the Simone Starter Pack, and it's the ultimate marketing cheat sheet. I got countless emails from folks who downloaded it saying, this free resource is worth more than all these courses I paid thousands of dollars for. So what are you waiting for? Go grab the Simone Starter Pack. The link is in the show notes. I can't wait to see what amazing results you'll get from it.